Talking Cure, Conversations with Jet Wheeler, is presented by the Office of Arts and Cultural Programming and Peak Performances at Montclair State University. Good morning. This is Jedediah Wheeler. And I am in East Chatham, New York. The sun is creeping up. It's just peeking out over the Catskills. And this is the Talking Cure, Montclair State University's Peak Performances podcast. And today, I have the pleasure, the excitement, and the provocation of being with the dynamic dancer, performer, creator, visionary, Nora Chipomire. Nora is from Zimbabwe, and Nora is the kind of artist that I admire. There are many, but Laura Mora is a fierce, fierce person, and I deeply, deeply love her. Welcome, Nora. How are you today, and where are you? Uh, hello, Jed. I am so well. Thank you very much. I am in Brooklyn, um, Flatbush area of Brooklyn, New York. Um, I look out of my window, and it is gray. The sky is gray. There is no sun trying to peek out here. <laughs> it is just a gray day, gray morning in Brooklyn. Um, I'm in my apartment. Um, I have been in my apartment since uh, uh, beginning of March. <laughs> since beginning of March, yes. Oh, my word. Oh, my. And, and I... it, it's, it's been incredible. I thank you for that extremely generous uh, introduction. Uh, yes, I have, as, as you know, I mean, you and I have been trying to converse over, oh, oh, oh we've been in conversation over uh, uh, several, many years now, uh, but uh, the last three years have been impossible because I've been on the road. Um, I've been basically touring for three years nonstop. Um, and this is the first time um, uh, all our lives came to a grinding halt. I, I should be today performing at the Meltdown Festival um, uh, curated by Grace Jones in London. Uh, oh. And we would, be, we would have been doing 100% pop. <laughs> oh, no, you, 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 your stamina is unbelievable, but your optimism is... Is, is worth capturing. I mean, I can hear your optimism in your voice. I mean, it's, uh, but you've been locked down, which is a little bit hard to understand that uh, people are not experiencing your work. They should. Everything you do is extremely important and transformative, really. I mean, your embrace of the stereotypes of Africa, Black performance, body, art, aesthetics uh, is at the core of your own mission. Um, so yes. what was it that you were, would have performed today in London? Which piece? 100% um, pop, um, which is uh, uh, my salute to popular art, pop music, pop icons. 
<laughs> um, through the the, uh, the the personage of Grace Jones, Miss Grace Jones. You know, all that bubblegum stuff and uh, here today, gone tomorrow. And um, I, I, uh, I, I write some sort of a, a awkward manifesto, um, you know, in praise of uh, uh, this uh, medium. Uh, I guess now, you know, I'm, I'm a child of the 70s, 80s, you know, um, where records... Uh, radio records, early, very early MTV, uh, VH1, um, you know, that, that really affected a great deal of how I understood um, popular art. Less, less, less uh, a child of the social media, but uh, uh, if I was a millennial, I would have probably addressed, uh, um, you know, the dispersion of popular aesthetics through social media. But I really uh, approach it from, you know, um, decades before of like, you know, the David Bowies, the, the, the Pink Floyds, the Grace Jones, that, 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 that space that they took and, and, and really, um, you know, use that platform um, as, as, as a real provocation. Well, when you, you created a magnificent uh, short film for us um, about three years ago, Yes. Um, which we're going to um, repost on our website, um, Afro Promo Number One King Lady. Um, if I remember correctly, one of the um, constructs or conceits in that remarkable film was the issue or the your um, challenge to uh, the world about the black superhero or should I say the absence of a black superhero? Um, how does, and that's a, a Marvel comic stereotype, really, um, that we're talking yes. about. Um, which I think sounds like it, it has some relationship to um, the performance you were to do in London, the, the punk 100%, whatever, I get the title. You have to tell me. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 you know, oh, yes. Um, in, in, in some in some ways, you know, uh, the, uh, since we made that film, I think we were just a little bit ahead of the race, Jed, uh, you and I, and congratulations uh, to you for for kind of mentoring that that uh, project into being, because since then we have had uh, nickel, uh, 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 the, the cage thing, uh, the bulletproof character on Netflix, um, you know, the black guy who is bulletproof. And yes. They, yes, they've been all these kind of Wakanda uh, things. They've been kind of a flurry um, of uh, uh, black superheroes. I mean, you know, as uh, when we were making Afropromo number one, King Lady at Montclair State University, we didn't have that plethora. Uh, of uh, uh, superheroic uh, uh, comic characters. Um, and our intention was also to have continued with that uh, comic, uh, with, with, with that, with that uh, character as, uh, as a series. Uh, you know, we're always ambitious <laughs> to, to, you know, to, to, to have this character whose uh, who's only uh, um, important uh, gift is uh, is 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 uh, rhythm you know time rhythm the ability to move and when this character moves 
things change, you know, which is kind of a very, very amazing uh, quality to have for a superhero. So yes, of course, this, um, I, I think my, uh, my ambition to always subvert uh, uh, um, expectations, uh, sometimes to demoralizing effects. <laughs> well, you did, you, um, I, the word subvert is a, in, in, intriguing word. I, um, I don't use it often enough, but it's certainly underlying most everything that I do. I remember um, you um, certainly subverted my expectations in the sense that you said something um, which really to this day um, holds me in uh, awe. Um, and it was very simple. It was not uh, complicated. Um, we were in a uh, public um, setting um, with a number of students. And I should say that the, the students that were affected by your film were um, students of all uh, races and backgrounds. And then one particular gentleman um, uh, found it to be just the most inspiring work he had ever experienced. And, in your response to one of his questions, you said, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase because I can't find your words directly, but you said that you were not aware of being black until you came to America. Is that correct? Did I, did I understand you correctly? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And um, I would still uh, repeat that, that um, I was, um, you know, uh, unaware uh, that there was a difference between being black and African. Um, that before I came to America, I would not have separated or made a nuance or an, a, 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 an an attempt uh, to really come to um, uh, an analysis of what it means to, to be an African being and to be a black being. Um, I was confronted with this moment um, in Oakland, California, you know, a revolutionary city by all means always. always yes. uh, <laughs> that um, I think I think uh, some of my comrade friends were a bit perturbed that I was passing for being black uh, without uh, knowing uh, all the repercussions of that. So then they uh, completely told me to my face that no, you are not black. You are African. Um, and since then, I have been I have been really wrestling each day with uh, uh, coming to understanding that being black is something that is born, created, uh, developed um, in the transatlantic um, slave trade. It emerges as an aesthetic, an aesthetic, as an ethos, as a weird way of being, as another human being in the new world. Yeah, it is, is, is a character that gives us jazz, that gives us hip hop, uh, that gives us James Baldwin, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, etc., etc. Um, and that is a very, very specific way to understand uh, what black is. You know, I'm, I, it, it caused me, and that's beautifully, beautifully, beautifully phrased, 
Nora. I almost want to go, have to go lie down and absorb that, <laughs> the intensity of what you just said. It and is, it is really profound. What you just said. It is really profound. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a profound thing um, to, to, to reckon with and to accept. And also to understand then that even as African bodies or as European bodies, we are all uh, polluted uh, or we all conspire or inspire um, to be black. <laughs> we have aspiration to consume the aesthetic and the ethos of blackness. And how is that affecting, how does that affect where we are literally today with the murder of George Floyd? And many others. Uh, many before, others, yes, true. Yeah, and, and probably many others to come as I think the root of uh, these annihilations have to do precisely in, in, in the question of capital um, and how power works. Um, and that, you know, there is always a need to preserve a working underclass. Um, and uh, that working underclass is preserved, produced, perpetuated by poverty. <laughs> yeah. well, one of the, I mean, it's, it, as I say, that, that moment in that um, classroom will stay with me for the rest of my life because, for me, Jed, I had to say something that I've never said in my life. I didn't say it publicly. Why would I have to? I am white. So, you know, I am white. And it's never, it never occurred to me to think about that. But it was in the context of you and the power of your art and the conviction of your perceptions and I thought one of the most courageous things I'd ever heard, I'm sure there are other things, but that's neither here nor there. I am prone to hyperbole, but you have to live with it. <laughs> You're an artist after all. <laughs> yeah, but there you are, you know. Um, I think, so how does that inform your project coming up? I mean, we, we wanted, I wanted to talk to you about your opera. Um, and uh, first of all, tell me, why is it an opera? And what's happened that makes it an opera? Well, Jed, you know, ambition is, is never been too far from my, <laughs> from my being. I, I, I find myself very ambitious, always desiring to run into the fire as opposed to running away from it. <laughs> Why why not run into difficulty with this, Nora, if, if I could if I could define why I love you, you just stated it. <laughs> running, you know, I mean it, everybody knows you don't play with fire, but you but running into it, I mean, how else how else are you going to um inflame the world? 
and and how else do you get born again so opera you know uh so let me run into this fire that is called the opera for me and i think i have tried to explain to you in numerous ways that the work is always a university the work that i am trying to make with my team and my corroborators, which includes all the curators, presenters who support the work, is about creating a space of uh, expanding pedagogy, expanding our ways of knowing, seeing, hearing, you know, um, uh, making meaning. Uh, I remain convinced that uh, the colonial education I had um, was uh, for naught, and I, um, I, I'm also convinced that I can uh, reteach, you know, um, uh, myself. I can teach myself new things, and so the work, uh, those performances, the event of the performances, and all the research that comes prior to the event of the performance, is is school for me. Um, and I'm dedicated to this question of education, of research, and the research uh, emerging as performance. So an opera allows for an even more a humongous uh, potential for learning in terms of its ambition, in terms of its scale. Uh, opera was never uh, meant to be uh, uh, timid, <laughs> you know, um, it, 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 and, and, and why not use a, uh, a form and a space uh, where timidity is, is, is not really uh, acceptable to question uh, the very thing that uh, leads me to talk about my uh, the poverty of my education, which is colonialism. And, uh, and you know I return to this all the time. But through a very um, seminal um, uh, legal case called the Queen versus Nehanda, the Queen in this uh, subject is Queen Victoria. And Nehanda is the guardian spirit of guardian spirit of Zimbabwe, you know. So, uh, in order to uh, um, to have a successful conquest, um, the British had to conquer uh, the religious practices uh, of the Shona people of who I am. So, so this is this is this is a humongous, you know, uh, idea. Um, how do you bring um, historical injustices into a performative space, into a, into a space where you actually allow people to understand the process um, of uh, colonialism, how you understand, how you, how we all learn uh, about why we are where we are now. You know, it can only take an opera. And because some of these um, injustices are horrific, you know, why not attempt to tell the story in sound, which is also a primary tool of opera, you know. Well, opera, to some, um, opera simply means the work. Yes. Um, uh, which is um, truth. Uh, it's true. I mean, the translation would be the work. Um, but it's also multidisciplinary. It crosses all, all boundaries um, and has tremendous possibilities um, and improbabilities. 
Yes, and I am attaching myself very much to this very Italian uh, understanding of the word opera, which is the work, work, because we are at work. We are constantly working. Do you have at this point um, in your imagination, which is um, prodigious, um, uh, what will be the creative forces that will be brought to um, the work? Well, so for instance, in terms of, um, you know, so the work is taking uh, into account the multiple ways we understand time. How do we deal with time? How, we, how do we deal with image making um, in terms of also dealing with the archive? So image related to archive. Uh, can we delve into the archive, both colonial um, and non-colonial archive, to kind of um, uh, uh, excavate some manner in which we craft um, uh, a visual language, or, or which in which we craft spaces where uh, we inhabit a transportive, uh, you know, spaces that can transport us into some, 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 something else. Um, so the element of sound as well. Um, time is, is, is one of, uh, uh, you know, almost how do we make time tangible? Um, I'm interested in the duration of a court case. You know, court cases, like if you remember all the tribunals, historical tribunals, um, uh, whether they're the Tokyo tribunals or as more recent as the Rwanda genocide or the truth and reconciliation tribunals uh, or even, you know, the more banal but gripping ones is O.J. Simpson, you know, uh, the, the time there unfolds in days and weeks, etc., etc., and 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 that is already a theater, right? Like court cases are theater, and time becomes this space of theater. Um, you know, uh, and and you lose time. So, and and I'm also interested in how we work with uh, a sort of a, an African uh, understanding of time, where it may be a year in one day, <laughs> or, <laughs> or it may be minutes in, 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 you know, that, that, that represent a whole historical time, time frame. And, and, and sometimes we're not even aware where we are. Are we in future? Are we in past? Is this 1890 or is this uh, 1980? <laughs> well, you, um, I, I don't want to put you in a particular box, but one of the things that comes to my mind as I hear you talk is um, the seminal work by Robert Wilson and Philip Glass called Einstein on the Beach. On the Beach, yes. Which was about time. And it it re it reconfigured time, you know, and in just the ways you were speaking. It also um, there was also a trial, um, and it, but um, do you have any thoughts about the musical components? I mean, to be very specific. I mean, obviously, yeah. somebody says opera. Somebody says, well, who's the composer? <laughs> Well, you know me, Jed, that some of the subversion I'd like to bring to anything is, you know, this question of, oh, opera works with a librettist, a composer, a director, you know. 
like um yes um when when it is uh, supported by the state it has this division of labor in this way but if it is coming from uh, uh working people then you know there is a team of 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 really really talented human beings that i always work with and we all put our skills into the pot so we are both all creating directing shaping it's it sounds uh, uh chaotic which frequently it is but it's a magnificent chaos so you know in 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 the in the past year where we've been you know coming up with i have um uh, guenyambiras who are master shona musicians who work with sound uh from ancient times their job is to be a uh, holders of this sound as historians and and master players um you know no composer can tell them how to you know do anything with these instruments because it is part of their birthright so we put that into a pot and then we have you know punk musicians and you know so so the sound is this a uh, very quirky uh new sound um however i am interested in uh, uh having a musical director or even a composer come in and then look at the kind of uh, wealth of sounds that we have gathered um and then try to order it into arias and ricettates <laughs> well i like yeah. very much the idea that you and the, uh, that you are defining this work according to an opera that you're going to reinvent yes or that you are going to imagine in the in the construct of who you are from and from where you have been and where you want to go. And you also use a word that I find you've used two of my favorite words. You use subvert and then you used chaos. Uh, <laughs> and out of out of chaos is opportunity. That's yes. that's that's how I look at chaos. Chaos is a constructive experience as long as you're building something out of it as opposed to tearing something down and you are building something this is good news what would be the next step for you at this moment the the, the next step really is is uh, um an opportunity to sit in one place with all the uh with the entire team and start to tease out of this chaos uh uh this um uh seven uh day I, I, did i also say that the um the court case unfolds in sort of a seven day structure and you, you we are um asked to read the word day as openly as possible so it's not 24 hours in a day <laughs> it's just another way to <laughs> to say time has shifted i understand the symbolism and the metaphor of time in this case yes exactly um so our next step is really to all gather in one place uh, which is also a way which i believe operas work you know people get scripts off site and then they all gather in one place and um, and then ma make it happen this is the biggest step that we are uh, now uh, looking forward to as well as uh, you know designing the visual elements which has been super exciting and you know and i wanted to talk a 
little bit about the question of archive, you know, the, the, but the state archive, the colonial archive, which is of course the point of view of the, of, 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 of the wiener, let's say, uh, the British crown. And, and uh, uh, trying to get as much image. And, and you know what's exciting, Jed, is that between 1980, no, 1890, when Cecil John Rhodes arrives in Zimbabwe, to like 1917, um, they, there is only drawing, there is newspaper, uh, there is, you know, emerging photography. Uh, and there's just, and there's radio, uh, you know, so the archive is very specific way to also uh, uh, address history and time. Uh, you, you're not going to have a film in 1890. You know, this emerges after World War II. Well, that, I mean, there's so many, I'm sure there's, um, still photography and all kinds of archival material that you can utilize. Um, question is how to bring all these components together and, and, and when. I mean, I think it's a great project, Nora. Um, it's, it's really, really, I have been, uh, well, I'm always extremely exuberant about all the projects. I think they are, are all amazing. But I have never been more immersed. I have learned so much about my own history, trying to unearth how in the hell a young 27-year-old Cecil John Rhodes <laughs> could lead a bunch of people to occupy land and go off and, and you know, name this ter territory after himself. The hubris, the, the, the stamina um, is, is impressive. And also, you know, the, the, the persistence kind of resistances of the people who were being conquered uh, to, to, to um, you know, kind of retain a sense of themselves up to now. It's, it's been, it's extremely exciting, Jed. And may I also say that the team is from everywhere uh in the world there are zimbabweans there are americans there are british there is a soprano singer uh you know there everybody sings but you know we do have uh, some you know people who can sing uh in the proper operatic way but uh, this is also um bending to meet other ways of uh expressing sound it's it's glorious and we also hope that at the end of this uh immersive um uh, uh legal <laughs> case that we can have something that um it, it's after afterlife is uh in virtual reality and you know our mutual friend Anna Kovgan oh my God, the genius that she is the genius so she is involved with this project um and you know she is coming out of her massively successful cunningham 3d um that maybe we could also have elements of uh, something that is filmic that is 3d uh that is augmented reality um well one of the things that um I'm not sure you're aware of because actually not too many people are aware of, but in the, but since you were last in the Kasser theater, which is our home base, um, mm -hmm. that space has become a live performance broadcast venue. Um, the Montclair state university has, um, opened about maybe three, four years, three years ago, 
the School of Communications and Media, which they did with a partnership of sorts with the Sony Corporation. Wow! It's one of the most sophisticated state-of-the-art schools of its kind in the country, and um, the Kasser Theater is linked by optic fiber, and we have uh, robotic cameras and as fixed into the th into the space, as well as an inventory of uh, handheld devices from small to um, normal, you know, news photography type cameras. Um, We've also begun a partnership um, with uh, WLIW, WNET's um, broadcast service called All Arts. And uh, very shortly, we hope, and we don't have an exact timetable, but we will launch um, a new uh, series called Peak HD. And um, last season, um, we captured uh, five programs. Um, in performance, um, including the uh, um, amazing Anne Bogart, Elizabeth Streb, Chuck Me, Falling and Loving, which was our opening event. Amazing. We would have done more had we not been um, cut short by the pandemic in, in March. But so the, our arc into the future is through broadcast. Um, amazing. Oh. What an, a beautiful playground. I mean, the, the CASA is already an amazing space in which to think and, and work out issues. And now you've made it a, a, a technical digital haven with cameras to boot. Yes. So, you know, the more you, the more you, the more you talk about your project and the more you imagine it, you can understand that it, the possibilities are such that it will be, can be seen um, worldwide, um, it's a, it has an amazing possibility, which will engender more live performance as well. I and mean, I think it's a tremendous symbiotic relationship between broadcast and live performance. And you and you anticipated perhaps this uh, online uh, life that um, uh, many. Um, people have been engaged with during the uh, the lockdown. Exactly. Uh, the migration. You anticipated that. Um, well, if I'd anticipated it, I would have invented a vaccine. At which point, we wouldn't have had it. That would have been. But I, you know, but <laughs> like everything else, I just, as I say, you know, well, okay, what's the chaos? Chaos. What's the opportunity? I mean, I, you know, okay, here we are. Um, we are not able to do live performance in the way that we're accustomed, but that we still have the obligation, the mission, the moral commitment to um, create new work with contemporary artists and to make that work available as widely as possible and as closely to the original ideas of the artists that are making the work available to inspire us. This, this, this is so glorious, uh, Jed. I can't wait to be in there and to play with and to make the work. Because you, know, you do know that I think the Zoom thing is fantastic, but the quality um, you know, of the image um, you know, is, is, is something else. And so to be able to have a high quality HD, high definition, you know, um, work, go out and to create that immediacy, which is, which was what, uh, what one of the provocations I was wrestling with for Afropomo number one King Lady, was how can you have that immediacy 
with the camera in the same way that you know if you're watching uh, a performance as human you 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 react you know you're kinesthetically you, you you're driven to react <laughs> well you put you know you with Allah involved um, you know I think you you're, you're gonna have a tremendously important project um, so let's leave it this way. Let's say the door is open. I mean, we're going through some transformations on our side, trying to mm -hmm. um, keep ourselves um, standing um, and, and moving forward. Um, I yes. want very much to be working with you, and this project is sounds, the more I hear about it from you personally, the more I believe it's the right project for peak performances and the Casser Theater. Um, so let's not restrain Let's keep in, let's keep this conversation going. Um, I'd I'd like to say I'm sending you a contract in the mail tomorrow morning, <laughs> but I think that would I, I I'm not in that position at this moment. <laughs> As you can I understand. well imagine we shall soon be in a position to do everything and what we want and more, having acquired new skills. <laughs> That's right. Right. I, I will send you more and more information and um, and we will I would love to keep talking with Allah on hand because she can also explain some of the technical aspects which you know only she can explain best um, in uh, uh, you know from a filmmaker's point of view well Allah, I'm going to put in a plug for Allah she made one of the most incredible 3d films ever about Merce Cunningham yes. Uh, you know, and she was the and she was the uh, editor on Afro Promo Number One, King Lady. And I'm yes, ever grateful for her imagination and and persistence. And she uh, directed and co-wrote uh, our first film project in two thousand and eight called Nora. That's true. There you go. Yes. So let's let's end it with a virtual embrace and know that we're going to work together as we go into the new future. I, I, I love it. I appreciate you, Jed, and uh, stay well and healthy. <laughs> and we will be talking soon. Take care. Love Take to care. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.